Welcome to the Uprooting Your Thoughts podcast, and I'm your host, Joy Rossignol. It is time to take control of your thoughts, and in this podcast, I will help you do exactly that. No more having your negative thoughts rob you of friendships, love, a healthy sex life, your dreams, or even just having peace. Remember, you are powerful, not powerless, and you deserve to live a life of wholeness and freedom. Let's go after it together. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of Uprooting Your Thoughts podcast. Um, well, I am feeling very nervous, but also really excited because I have my first guest outside of my husband on the show today, and I am really honored that she's here. This is one of my closest friends. Um, her name is Nyaput, but she goes by Billy, depending on who she's talking to. Um, she, <laughs> I, I have known Billy or Nyaput for over 10 years, honestly, which has been incredible. She's yeah. honestly one of the most authentic, funniest, dearest, sweetest, kindest friends I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. Um, and it's been really cool to see, like when we met, we were both single and in internship, like she was dating someone different. I was dating someone different. Um, but, and then like, obviously she's with her husband now. I'm married, she has children and we've been We've been together in like so many different phases of our lives and just mm -hmm. continuing to see God show up in different ways. Even now, like 10 years later, it's just been a pleasure yeah. um, to know you. Um, you are so, so sweet. <laughs> girl, it's so true. But um, if you want to say, I don't know if you want to call, I'm, I'm going to call you new book because that's what I call you now. But okay. um, if you want to uh, like say hello and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, well, Joy, I love you so much. Gosh, we go way, way back. And I'm just, I'm actually kind of honored to be <laughs> on this podcast because it's so cool. And what you're doing, um, just like bringing knowledge and bringing this information to people and just about like traumas and uh, mm -hmm. just sharing these things is so incredibly important. But it's really cool to watch you because this is something that you've lived out. You know, so you're not just like, oh, I'm a therapist and here's this, you know, but no, this is something you actually lived out because I've watched you and you've grown so much. And now like you actually have credibility to share things like this. So I'm just so mm -hmm. proud of you. I'm honored to be on this podcast and let's start. <laughs> I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much. And it just means so much coming from you because you've lived so much and just seeing well, we'll talk about it obviously more on the podcast, just how much God has really shown up in your life. But um, I guess I kind of wanted to start first with just you introducing yourself in a sense of like where you're from, like you okay. come from a very specific situation coming to the U.S. and all that and then kind of your story from there. And I'll ask questions from that. I'm from South Sudan, but we came over to the U.S. like back in 1998. Um, we left because there was war in my country. It was unsafe. So we just had to leave. Um, my biological mother is actually still in Africa. She lives in Ethiopia. I came over with my dad and my stepmom and then my um, brothers and sisters. And so growing up in America <laughs> was kind of difficult because so, yeah. yeah, so my parents, obviously, they've experienced so much trauma because, you know, the war, the country that they had known and loved and like that was their entire life just completely was uprooted to now we have to come here and be, you know, like helped. And so it was, it was very difficult. There was a lot of trauma um, with them and then trying to like raise us and all of that was just, it was just a lot. And a lot of 
people um, from South Sudan uh, that immigrated, it, it's kind mm-hmm. of the same, you know, like your parents are just kind, they're just literally hustling. They're trying to make ends meet to provide. And we had moved to Omaha and here. So most of the jobs that they honestly could just get were um, like factory type jobs you know Mm -hmm. because a lot of them were illiterate and so they couldn't really read or write and so they had to get um, jobs like that and so the hours that they were working were just you know what do you call it the graveyard shift right yeah yeah, so they're and so because they're working such late hours we technically had to like we didn't we weren't as structured right like they of course they my parents valued school. They valued education. Like they wanted us to go to school. They cared about that. But then being able to help us was, they had to kind of provide, you know? So we kind of had to figure it out ourselves, you know? Um, And that was kind of difficult. So we went through life just figuring it out, um, kind of almost raising ourselves in a way. Um, And it, it, it was kind of hard. So. Definitely. I, Literally, I remember when I was in, um, I'm trying to think, I feel like middle school. Mm-hmm. You said 1998 is when um, you came here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which I would have been, what, four? Because I, I just remember. Uh, yeah, there between was, like 1998 and 1997, if I remember correctly. Because I just remember yeah. there was an influx um, in my school. Because Omaha, there was just a bunch of, I don't know why specifically Omaha was a place where a lot of refugees came and I don't know if they just came throughout, but I just remember when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of, it was like a bunch of like beautiful, like Sudanese, um, a bunch of beautiful Sudanese, honestly, women um, were like in my classes and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I was friends with all of them. I was like, this is so cool. Like, hi, no one, <laughs> I never, I had no idea that yeah. they came from those situations. I just thought, I don't, I don't know where I, I had no idea what my mind was comprehending at that time, but yeah. to think like how much, potential I don't know trauma or different things they experience and they're just coming to the U.S. and being plopped back and like hey now you're going to school and trying to live quote-unquote normally oh, yeah. that yeah. would feel I, I guess I'm curious just in general what was that like just adjusting to I mean, I mean obviously language like just the culture of the, of the U.S. just like I'm just curious like what that was like for you trying to adapt to that okay so for me because I came when I was really little um, so I, I went to kindergarten all the way up. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember when I, I don't remember not knowing how to speak English, you know? Okay. So I feel like I adapted really early. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, as a child, you grow so like rapidly and your brain absorbs all this information. Sure. So, um, yeah, so I don't remember not being although I felt like it was just two different worlds you know so I'd go Mm -hmm. to school where it was American everybody speaking English the teachers were white and you know it was this world but then I go home and it's like we're speaking my language so we speak Nuer Mm -hmm. and we're speaking my language at home we're eating our food um it was just it was living in two different worlds so you would have to like kind of like switch over you know what I mean Um, right yeah so that was the part but like the language and all that I adapted pretty early on so okay mm-hmm. sure I mean that's amazing um I I guess I'm, I'm wanting to know too just like as you're saying like they had to work like your parents and family had to work graveyard ships and just kind of you guys having to adapt are you the oldest of your siblings 
No, I'm not. Okay. I'm the I'm the middle. Okay, sure. Um, what was it like? I'm just curious, like what, like if when there was stress or when there was anything along the lines of that, like what was that like? How did your guys' family like adapt to that or just to that? How did you see that showing up in your life? Um, so early on when I was like an elementary age, um, that didn't really, um, it wasn't a huge thing because we always had uh, food, but yeah. my parents were like on government assistance. So we would get food stamps. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I never worried about that. I didn't even know that we had, you know, like that we were, that my parents did not have enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. it wasn't until later when I, um, I think middle school and like high school where, um, like, you know, now you're like wanting like really nice clothes and some fancy shoes and right. like all these extra things that you want as a teenager, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started hearing the there's no money, there's no money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that then, you know, then you started seeing like, okay, well, wow, like, we we are we don't have it as good as like, this person you know or you mm-hmm. know my friends here at the school um and so that's when things started getting like a little bit more stressful for me and like kind of feeling like insecure like you know like fi- like financial insecurity because yeah. now i realize now i see that my parents are like not making that much money like they can't afford the nicest shoes they can't afford um you know like these clothes and so we would literally have to go to, um, we get clothes from the Salvation Army, we mm-hmm. get clothes from Open Door Mission, like, I remember that. And so, yeah, that's when things started, like, becoming, like, oh, okay, yeah, you guys are not as well off as you thought. My parents did a mm-hmm. good job, though, like, at taking care of us, you know, um, yeah. and, like, putting food on the table and so that was fine. But then when I did get old, I started seeing them, hmm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's more going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that. I don't know. If, I'm not sure how much you even know this, to be honest, but um, growing up, even for us, like I realized to the extent that we were struggling until I got older. Yeah. But like, I remember, for like, example, like we, like we would have hot dogs with, for example, for dinner. I'm like, yay, great. I love, I don't want hot dogs now, but like, I love hot dogs. It's great. Whatever. But yeah. finding out like that's all we had. So we had to eat that or yeah. Christmas time. One of the most like memorable Christmases I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I was maybe like five, six, maybe. Um, and these people the day before Christmas came to our house and like gave us all these presents. I, and I didn't even comprehend that we didn't have any money. Like we had nothing. I had no idea. But yep. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. Like, thank you. My parents on Christmas, they, we were opening our presents and they were just like crying and thanking God in the corner. Yeah. I was like, I had no, I was like, okay, cool. Like, amen. Like, I'm so happy. I had no idea that it was like, yeah, like, they didn't bring us that and bring us food. We didn't have anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. To go no, from that, that, yeah. that happened to us too. That happened to us mm. too. We literally had people that like, I didn't know who they were. But I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, they're bringing us. We didn't even have a Christmas tree. They brought us a Christmas tree Mm. along with presents. And then they set it up and everything. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. You know, like not knowing that, like, oh, it's because we don't have it, you know. Right. So, yeah, no, we experienced the exact same thing. It's crazy to go from that Mm because obviously that (laughs) I I don't even want to. Well, 
it's something that actually affects you if you hear throughout your life like you know we don't have money for that we don't have money for that we yeah have we have to save we can't do that we can't do this yeah. um and then to be an adult and then also not only be an adult but also be married into mm-hmm. a whole different like person who has a whole different perspective on whatever his experience is yeah i'm curious how that even has showed up just even in the beginning um, for you and Skylar, like obviously when you're just getting married, girl. Like, so like, so <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But like, so Skylar is a very frugal person, um, and you know because I grew up with like, uh, you know, my parents saying like, oh, we don't have enough money for that. No, we can't buy that. You know, sometimes you know before we like, you know, would budget really well and like, you know, give allowances for our like monthly. Um, and sometimes like, oh, like, let me buy this. I was like, no, I don't think we like can buy that. Like, we don't have enough for that or something like that. Just that like triggered me. Like, mm. no, like I'm going to get that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not that we didn't have enough, but it's just the fact that no, it's not budgeted in. So uh-huh. like, we're not just gonna go and like, you know, spend, spend, spend. Um, but yeah, so that was, and I'm not really. We're both the same kind of like frugal, and we just sure. don't like spend like that. But. I did not like that was something that really triggered me like and mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it that that's where it was like coming like why like him telling me no we can't buy that or let's not you know like it just but it's because of my upbringing because of like what my parents were going through that like it mm-hmm. took me back and it's like it just kind of, you know it brought back those negative feelings of like oh my gosh like we don't have enough or you know that financial insecurity and so for sure. Yeah. I'm like, I just for the podcast listeners, like Matthew and I are going to do an episode on like financial things later, just like how we view finances now. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's so interesting how much those, like those words, like we don't have money for that can trigger, bring you yeah. right back. And you yeah. either agree with it or you fight. Like that's yeah. so a hundred percent how I was. I'm like, you think we'd have money for it? Watch. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We're going to do it now. Like, it's like, it's, it's just, it's so interesting how you can go back to that space of like, yeah. Finances. And then my, menta- <sighs> my mentality is like, okay, well, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to like, I'm going to work really hard to make it. Like, I never want to be in that place of like, oh, I can't get that. You know what I mean? Like, right. no, I'm going to work so hard, but that's not, that wasn't the right attitude and there was just some trauma that was like okay girl you gotta heal <laughs> you know you so have coming to from heal. poverty mindset, yeah right like yeah i work really hard now so it'll never happen to me then you're overworking yourself and it's coming from striving and like mm-hmm. pressure rather than just like faith for one and trust in the lord and actually like yeah from a place of like rest and peace and you know what i mean like it's so interesting how backgrounds like that because even like matthew his like when his parents were together like he just experienced like a great like a great little childhood like they went to Egypt they went to travel and, like Senegal and like crazy beautiful places and like resorts and stuff he just had a great life growing up yeah. and then his parents got divorced then he experienced a little bit more of like a financial different differences but yeah um, us in the beginning like I would say even like last year there was like because he was still was it last year yeah 2020 he came here and then like actually had a green card so he was still finding a job and like having to get a social security number like there was so many factors he couldn't work for a while so I was the only one working yeah I had a job I hated um and making like at that time like 45,000 like nothing anyway Mm, um and so in that space well my triggers of financial lack and being like we don't have enough and like 
so much anxiety and so much fear and all this stuff. And then also like his perspective on money in Europe, they're just very much, they, they own a socialism, like financial system, yeah. you know? So everybody has quote unquote the same amount of money, but they don't have, they have just enough. They don't have yeah. like abundance of money. So yeah. to believe in abundance now or to believe that the Lord can take care of us was like, we were coming from two different perspectives and finances, which brought a lot of like stress and for sure yes. trust and fighting in the beginning um and so it's so interesting that the backgrounds that you both can come from because i know scholars family too like yeah. i love them and i don't like it if they are like if you come from more of a frugal system like a mm-hmm. finance of, of like how they look at finances it makes sense he's gonna bring that in here because that's how yeah. like it's supposed to be um and so anyway i just think it's interesting that you said that because i've never had anybody like that way I'm like I get that like, I completely get that feeling of like we don't have enough tr- being a trigger for you you know yeah um, but obviously I wanted you to talk a little bit more because obviously th- these mm-hmm. past couple I don't know last couple of years last two years specifically mm-hmm. has been like it's been a whole experience for you too and yeah um I'm wanting to like I, I would like you if you however much you want to go into it now um and then even relating it a little bit to just like this thought of finances how that's played into it like however you, much you want to share and I'll ask questions from that too but yeah um okay so in the past couple of years um so we had a son and or we have a son <laughs> he's alive <laughs> um but so he was diagnosed that um, he had a stroke. He had a stroke in utero and we didn't find out till like mm, about five, five, well, he wasn't officially diagnosed until like five months, but I, I knew there were some, he was my firstborn and um, I knew there were some things that were like kind of off because he just had like one weakness. Like he only played with like one hand, um, just one side of his body just seemed weaker. And so I kept bringing it up to the pediatrician and first she was like, Oh, that's normal. She just kept like, I don't know, just not listening very well Yeah. Um, to the point where I had to like push, like, no, I need you to check. I feel like there's just something that's just not like, right. Like his left eye wasn't focusing. He only like brought his right hand to his mouth. So just check. And then finally she checked and she's like, okay, yeah, I think you guys should go see a neurologist. We went and saw a neurologist and this was during COVID. So things were super strict. Like it was just, it was crazy. And then everything was a long process, but then they finally like got him in, they checked and she, the neurologist confirmed that, oh, it looks like he had a stroke um, on the right side of his brain, which now affected his left side. And um, now he need like and where the stroke hit was just kind of like his um what do you call it just his mobility so there's just a weakness and so now he literally needs a lot of physical therapy to like overcome this and so so that happened and then um later on I mean it was really really bad news but then at the same time she was saying like I mean because he's a baby he's going to overcome you know the brain is like plastic like it's not like an adult where they would have to relearn how to walk they have to relearn how to talk all these things like he's he's just gonna be more delayed because he was you know he was four or five months and so he was just gonna be more delayed but you know in hope 
everything will be good, you know? Sure. So that happened. And so it was like, okay, now let's get him to therapy, all this stuff. But then he had, they had found that, oh my goodness, now like he, his brain is having seizures. And this mm-hmm. is like the worst kind of seizures we've like actually like seen. So he needs to get treated right away. And there's only two types of like um, treatments that were available. One was actually like banned because the side effects were irreversible. They can cause like, just like um, vision loss. And so it was just really hard news. And so they're like, if we don't get him treated right away, it is just going to eat up his brain. Like this is, this is, you don't play with this, you know? And the medicine, you can't just go to a pharmacy and go get it, you know, like you have, it has to be specialty delivered. Like, so it was this huge process. And the medicine, by the way, is also really expensive. They come in these little packs. It's literally thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. Um, Mm. And so, yeah. (laughs) So this was literally like a huge bomb just dropped into our life of like yeah. what and then we had just bought a house literally the the day we got the the day we got the diagnosis was the day we closed on the house we had walked in I remember wow. we walked into our brand new house and then no furniture nothing we're just like oh my gosh we have that we have a house now uh-huh. um the neurologist calls us and then says like you know how like on tv they're like okay I need you to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> so she did that. She was like, I need you guys to sit down. Um, I have some news, you know, and then she explains everything. So it was just, it was really, really hard. And then also really, really expensive. Yeah. So that just really flipped our lives upside down um, a lot. Um, it was very, very stressful. Um, but yeah not only did it stress us out with like just our son's health and now trying to get him well, but Mm -hmm. the financial stress, because I mean, we have like insurance, but insurance does not cover things like that because that's a, Mm. it's just so expensive. Like insurance does not cover things like that. And what you would need is Medicaid, but you know, like you have to like only make a certain amount to like qualify. So we got rejected by Medicaid, but then, and it was nothing but, honestly god was just involved in this situation like uh, just he was so near he was so near the whole entire time but um we had somebody reach out and say hey like you can actually um get a waiver because of his specific diagnosis you guys can get a waiver where medicaid you guys can get medicaid to cover for his you know for his expenses for this medicine because if he he needs this medicine to save his life and so you need you need you need medicaid um, so we had to do this whole long process trying to get approved by Medicaid through the waiver, um, you know, proving, Hey, because of his diagnosis, he really needs his medicine, mm-hmm. all this. And so, um, then we were able to get that waiver and mm-hmm. yeah, so it was a lot, but God had really walked us through it. We really, we asked our church to pray. This is what they gave us. Even though this was the doctor's report, we're still believing God. You are a God who, who, who provides, who is still healing today. Um, You do miracles. So we're just asking Lord that you would just do a miracle in our life, in our son's life and um, just heal him. So we alerted our church. 
we alerted friends and family. We yeah. just, we asked for anybody. Like, if you're a praying person, please pray. And yeah. so people just begin praying, praying, mm-hmm. praying all over the world, honestly. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And we, we had gotten that diagnosis. Um, so when they told us about the seizures, it was, they told us on like a Friday. No, they, yeah, they told us on a Friday. Was it a, no, a Tuesday mm-hmm. and, and mind you, so when, so the way his seizures were present, like would present themselves were like these quick jerks. Like he would just like have this, like almost like a, he was startled. Like he would mm. just startle and it would last for like just a second. And then he would just okay. go back to playing, go back to normal. And so I was counting these and we were counting like honestly 30, 50 a day. So he was, wow. he was seizing a lot throughout the day. Um, and so we were counting, 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 just that was just our life. And we just had to really like, it just, our eyes were just like on him the whole entire mm-hmm. time, you know, counting the seizures. Um, and when we were praying, we like, people were just praying and I had this dream um, and it was kind of, it was a spiritual dream, but I won't get into it. But anyways, we got up. I felt like the Lord's like, I want you to get up and pray. This was like in the middle of the night. It was probably like at 3, 4 a.m. We're praying, praying, praying. I woke up Skyland like, we need to pray. Like, I feel like the Lord's yeah. like, we need to pray. So we prayed. And then we prayed till like maybe 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning. Finally went to mm-hmm. sleep. And then when we woke up, he didn't have like the jerks anymore. He didn't have the seizures. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe my eyes because, again, we were like counting like 50 a day. Yeah. And it just completely stopped. And I was like, um, like, I don't know. And this is before the medicine even came through. Okay. Because wow. so, wow. that process was still kind of going. He just completely stopped having seizures. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, the Lord healed. But you know what? Like, we're going to wait to see, get him checked. And then we went to the hospital for them to do the EEG, check his brain, see what it was like. And the neurologist was so like stunned, just so surprised. She was wow. like, there's no seizures. Like, <laughs> and by that time he had started the medicine. So she was like, wow, the medicine's working super good. I'm just like, no, that's like, that the Lord. You know, and I honestly, I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, last time we were here, you gave us some really hopeless news, but yeah. I'm, you know, I told her we're Christians. We believe a God that is able to heal today. And we believe that that's what he did to our oh. son. So, I mean, we're going to keep taking medicine because, you know, God also heals through medicine. Sure. Um, yeah. But I'm just, I believe that God really just completely healed him. And honestly, he's not had any seizures since. And now wow. we're just still just focusing on taking him to um, therapy and just getting him strong and everything. So it's been a journey, but all that like just had caused such so much um just financial stress because we're yeah. still getting all these bills all these bills like they don't care you know like i mean they, they care don't. but like they're <laughs> like you gotta pay us yeah like, so love it, but yeah. just like yeah and and god is still providing then at the same time like our like um uh, my social media account went viral and then like uh instagram so instagram reached out through reels and they're like hey you do reels we'll pay you for it and so <laughs> now we're like getting paid through that which is amazing and it's covering for like all this 
all these bills, you know, like, let me can some- I say, because I want to talk about like the really quick, because you're like, there's so much you're giving in the story right now. It's oh. your life that I'm like, no, in a good way. I'm just like, I need to like, give them yeah. a little bit of understanding of how big this is. Because for <laughs> one, like, I just want to say too, like, when you're talking about just like the process and how the Lord has just been so faithful, like, obviously, like, I know the dream the Lord yeah. gave you and I know all that. But like, yeah, when you texted, you texted, I was in that group chat when you're texting, like, we need to be, be praying for Hio, like this, yeah. this, this and that. And I could feel something in my spirit. Like mm-hmm. I remember I, I was crying, but I wasn't crying because I was like hopeless. It was like a, like a righteous anger. And I was like, yeah. absolutely not like not, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Now, but <laughs> just like, yeah, like there's just something that came on me and I was just like, absolutely not. Like <laughs> I know yeah. that that is not the Lord's call for this boy's life. Like I yeah. promise you. And so I remember yeah. Matthew and I were both in the car. I'm like, babe, we're praying right now. And this is oh, like, thank this you. Is thank you. Girl, of course. Um, And so just to like, it's so yeah powerful and incredible just to hear for one how amazing and how powerful the lord is and how he was so faithful in that yeah. season of just like that was you were, there was fear obviously right and yeah was like so much i'm sure just like hopelessness and some depression or whatever because that's like a lot as a first-time mom to experience all of that so quickly and so much and just yeah. like you want him to be okay and um yeah like, so thankful that things have come through and all that and i remember because at that time this was this so, so i think i came home yeah thanksgiving thanksgiving so of 2021 um and we us like we have a group of us who hang out whenever i'm back home yeah um, and we were just talking about it and i remember being like i remember saying to you I'm like okay billy are you trying to be um instagram famous You're like girl no my my post is getting viral. i know Joy, honestly, <laughs> you were the one that was telling me, like, you were schooling me. You're like, no, you know, like, this is serious. And I didn't, I honestly didn't even think much of it, you know, because I'm just like, I'm just sharing my life, my family, oh, me and my husband, like, nothing huge. And it was just our baby announcement. We, <laughs> we dressed yeah. up as like in orange jumpsuits as pumpkins because it was Halloween. And yeah. then we're like, oh, we're expecting a, a, a pumpkin, a little pumpkin and whatever, you know, and it just took off and it was like and I was not expecting it like you know Instagram's just like you're just sharing with your friends and family like not thinking about wow there's a whole business side to that you know (laughs) so and it's interesting too you made that post in the middle like that was like you're pregnant so I'm just trying Mm -hmm. to see timeline because obviously you're still going through a season in the middle oh yeah it was just like okay like let me just post just to like post it wasn't anything serious yeah that one, it was just a picture at the time. Back when you could post pictures and it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it got, I, I remember looking at that. I was like, I'm sorry, what? I, it, I, how, I don't even know how many hundred thousand people saw that like, and liked it. <laughs> I don't even know. Crazy amount of numbers, guys. Um, and I remember at that time, you probably had like, what, maybe like 8,000 followers, maybe? Or maybe like six? Like, no. significant. No, 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 at no. That no. Time, I always had like a thousand followers. Girl, okay, my bad. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so only like a like thousand. I th- I know you had more than me. I had a thousand. You had maybe like three. Let's just say three thousand. You had about three thousand at the time because mm-hmm. I remember you had we had more than me. Um, and you at that time I was like, okay, like Billy, you that doesn't just you don't just go viral about accident. I know That's you're so t- random. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, just do it and just see what happens. And you're like, whatever. Okay, you didn't really care. Um, I- <laughs> just to go from that you reached out to me I put it in my phone because I wanted to like make a mark on it you reached Uh out to me maybe uh like summer so like maybe like May 
um june maybe about like hey girl like you know like instagram like it's even for me you had maybe 21 at that time remember you had like 21,000 at that time and that was in may june okay if you go to this girl's account right now are you kidding me i'm sorry it's what it's august how many just get tell them how many followers you have 250 250,000 guys like that multiplication is that doesn't happen for one on accident it's so interesting how the lord can use like yeah. s- such random things to help pay for medical bills and then yeah. make this so much bigger like this is not just going to be like just enough right like i just yeah. truly believe in abundance and i believe yeah. that like what no, you're he posting cares. yeah he yeah. cares mm-hmm. he cares like it's just and honestly it's glory to god you know because even this mm. it's like i feel like i didn't even put that much work i didn't do any you know like in my in my eyes i feel like i didn't do anything but it was just nothing but the favor of the lord you know and he can use whatever whatever he wants and you know and i feel i just believe he's using our social media to pay for these bills you know like it's not we're not rich by any means at all but we're just literally paying debt off because the lord knows i don't want any debt yeah (laughs) you know Um, but it's just like the littlest things like I okay so there's this like table right this little um play table that Hyo like colors plays plays with um mm-hmm. um but we got it at a goodwill and it was just like the ugliest green but I wanted a table and Skyla got it and I'm like oh my god this table is so ugly I want a nice <sighs> table but at this point in our lives we can't really afford that there's this company that reaches out oh my gosh they're just like hey We'll send you this table, and it's exactly mm. the table that I wanted. Wow! Not not even knowing, but the exact table that I want, and they're like, "We'll send it to you." We just like you know share it on your story, you know. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, and the exact one, and I'm just like, and I was just praying about it, like not even out loud, but just in my heart. And God, God knows, it's honestly, He just like He mm. takes care of us, and He cares about the big things, but also those little things in your life that you care about. And it's just like He's just a good good God he really is and he's shown up and he continues to show up in my life and just proves that hey like I'm faithful I'm faithful Mm -hmm. I'm here I'm I'm right next to you and honestly when you're going through like the thick of it like that's when you feel the nearness I'm telling you like I just start talking to Jesus and I feel like he's sitting right next to me like right there like I can you know and it's just he's just really good so it's just all glory to him you know yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I'm, as you were talking, I just really felt like, and I don't know how much you do this now, but I just really felt like the Lord was like, I want you actually to ask me what you want and mm. like just watch, watch me show up. Like even yeah. just like something as, I don't know if it's to you, it's little, it's something you wanted, you know, so it's not little if you want it, but like something as like basic as a table, like a kid's table, you wanted mm-hmm. that. They didn't even know that, but the Lord knew, he knew the desire yeah. of your heart and he had yes. that show up for you. And yes. I'm just like, I don't know. I just really feel like he's just like, for one, just watch me, watch me do what I yeah. want, show up in your life in so much crazy ways. But you have to actually ask me what you want. Like, actually yeah. like put it down, write it down in a notebook and actually see the oh, Lord show up. Oh, I just good. feel like that's, it's not by accident that that happens, you know? And no. I just think that he wants to use your guys' life just to show how powerful and how glorious and like incredible he is. Cause he's such yeah. a kind father. Yeah. Um, wow. I like, yeah. <sighs> I feel so just in general, just like one very full from this conversation because 
like I know the story but for one yeah. like you saying it again I just felt so much life as you were talking like I think this is going to be really really just like impactful for people because you can yeah. feel just the amount of faith for one and just a relationship that you have with the Lord like it's yeah. so evident as you're talking yeah um, and I just want to encourage just even just your listeners that like you know God is such a good God you know whatever mm-hmm whatever struggle, whatever pain, whatever situation you are going through right now in your life, like you are not alone and he's there. And even if you feel like, man, he's not answering my prayers, like I'm not hearing from him, like he is so close and he is going to, he's going to answer. Like he's going to come through. He does not fail. He never fails and he's not going to fail you today. So I just Mm -hmm. encourage you that, um, keep, keep, pressing in keep trusting him he will show up he will show up I promise because he showed up in my life he showed up in my situation and honestly we're we're still going through it you know like um Hayo's like all his medical stuff like we're still having appointments we're still going to therapies multiple times a week you know it's still happening but he's so good and he gives you peace Mm. so much peace that it's just like wow I'm floating right now you know so it's you're not you're not alone he will he will show up just keep trusting him keep asking keep just have faith have faith and he will show up I promise Mm. so that's so good. Can you actually, um, really quick, this is the last thing I actually wanted to say, but um, with that, because obviously I'm sure in the beginning, it mm-hmm. wasn't like, I have all this faith and I believe the Lord says oh. like who he is, you know? How did you get to that place? Like, what did you actively do to like counteract the lies that were coming up in those moments? Yeah, well, yeah, honestly, I felt like I was literally slipping away at first. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I was slipping away yeah Um, because it was just so it was there was so much fear you know and like just and I've never seen anybody like actually like physically healed you know Mm -hmm. um so like I felt like I don't know like I was like believing just what the medical report was you know the diagnosis was and maybe what the outcome was because there were like saying like he's not gonna walk he's walking like he's good you know Mm -hmm. but um yeah, because I had so much fear and I aligned with that, it started crippling me. And then it started just stripping mm. away faith, you know, like, yeah. because if you're having fear, like, there's no way you're going to believe that God is going to come through or like that he's even moving or being active in your life, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what was happening until like, God's like, you know, he whispered, he's like, you need to get in my word. You need to, you need to seek me, you know, because of you focus. I actually had a dream where I felt like I was in this room and everything around me was on fire. Things were literally up in flames and, um, yeah, they were burning up. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, everything is burning up. Everything is burning up. And I felt next to me, like I knew it was Jesus. And he was saying, focus on me. Don't focus on like, like what's around you focus on me. And I'm just like focusing on the fire and like this house that's burning up and I'm in it. And because I kept focusing on everything that's burning up, I like looked down and I started like catching on fire myself. And I'm like, God, help me, help me. You know, I'm burning (laughs) up. And again, he just so calmly focus on me, focus on me. And so I woke up from that and knew that, okay, all this like Hyo's health, our finances, um, you know, um, the hospital and the bills, all these things that are happening in my life. Like I literally have no control. So I just need to stop and focus on the Lord. And 
focusing on the Lord was what actually then started bringing me close and literally removing me from all the chaos, you know, and where I started having peace and even joy in the midst of all that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So no, at first I did not come to that. I, I mean, I did not start off like, Oh, just all this faith, even though I'm going through it. No, it was like, I'm dying. God, I don't know. You're going to come through. Like I'm struggling, you know, but it's like, Nope focus on me and honestly it is a choice you know like you Mm -hmm. have to choose god do i trust you or am i going to just not trust you and Mm. focus on this and it's still a choice and i made that choice like you know what i know what the world looks like and i don't want that and i can't put my trust in the doctors because they 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 don't know what to do right now you know so my only hope and trust is honestly in you so i choose that i'm going to trust that and walk walk in that and honestly it's been the best thing ever because there's just there's just so much peace there's so much peace yeah. even in the midst of it still so yeah yeah for sure it's like when we when we actually focus on the lord like in every single situation of my life like i'm i'm realizing how much i have to continue to surrender mm-hmm. like and choose peace you know because i think it's so easy to when you when you are feeling anxious when you are feeling fearful when you are feeling all these things you're putting back like all the control in your own hands of what you have to do in order to make this better now what you mm-hmm. have to do in order to make this be how you want it to be when in reality yeah. the lord's just like if you literally just give it to me like trust give me, me. everything mm-hmm. trust me trust me and trust me in my word and what i say in my word and what i've said mm-hmm. to you and then just like that's it you have to let go it's so yeah. hard because we're humans and we want to have some sort of control but we don't have any anyway you know yeah so we might as well choose peace and then just let the lord do what he needs to do and yeah. like how much he's already shown up and he's continuing to show up in your guys' lives like it's such a yeah. testimony and it's so powerful yeah um, and the and the practical yeah. way of what that means to like focus on God and choosing him is honestly just reading your word, get in your word, read the Bible, you know, because honestly it's life. There's life in it. It's alive, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Jesus calls himself the word. He is the word. So reading the Bible that it helped me so much. And then when I would start having fear again, right. When my own thoughts or even the devil, just speaking those things like, Oh no, like this is what your life is going to be. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, fear for the future. I have to like rebuke it like, nope, this is, you know, God, um, um, you know, uh, says I'm going to have a good future. You know, he has a plan for me, he has a plan for my child. So yes. I'm trusting that you almost have to speak it out loud to like mm-hmm. get those thoughts away, like and not not allowing them, not allowing it to even sit in your mind and you meditating on, on that fear, on those negative thoughts, but just meditating right. on his word, what he says about it. Right. What he says about the situation. And honestly, it's a daily battle, sometimes our hourly honestly hourly like yeah you know one minute you're good next minute it's like oh my gosh like turmoil Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and it's a every single day every single day but that's why getting into the word and praying and speaking to the lord about your heart even when you are feeling fearful telling him that so he can then remind you i'm here i'm good i got you right peace Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so yeah oh i yeah I, I feel so much peace having this conversation with you, honestly. Yeah, I have, um, I have peace right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though. I think, I, I, I think it's nice to make it practical because it's like, even though you've obviously increased so much of the amount of faith that you have, it still is an hourly battle at times, right? Like, the, the end oh, of the yeah. try is best yeah. to make you to falter. And in reality, it's like I just have to continue. Like, I have Bible verses written in my wall that I just mm-hmm. look at, like, and just, like, mm-hmm. just remembering and reminding myself of, like, okay, like, this is who Jesus is. This is not changed. 
like whatever mm-hmm. the enemy is trying to make you believe it's not true because this is truth right here you know yeah um, yeah and you and that's what you have to fight when Skylar and I were battling and just fighting over Hyo and his health and just petitioning for his body to be just fully restored I mean you've been to our house our white wall we have this this um long white wall that mm-hmm. we printed out um so we would print out or not print out we use printer paper write yeah. scripture verses on the printer paper and then just like tape it to the wall there was literally like maybe 20 scripture verses and mm. we're just praying 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 so yeah it just it was incredible i love that that's so amazing um yeah well obviously i want to say like we're wrapping up like i appreciate you also because that's what i was going to ask you I'm like can you give one piece of like advice for people who are having difficulties and you just answer that yourself so oh. um I want to say, like, can you, this is what people do when they have people on the podcast, like, can you tell people where they can find you? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, They can find me on, so my Instagram account is Billy with four L's. <laughs> so B-I-L-L-L-L-Y-H. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Instagram. Yeah, the normal billy was taken so um no, or you can just put you know, put hogan and that's n-y-a-p-o-t hogan h-o-g-a-n um you can find me there you can find me on youtube um same you put hogan and then you can also find me on tiktok same you put hogan as well yep okay i will put that in the show notes youtube and tiktok awesome um well I just want to say thank you so much for being on this podcast. It's been an, like an honor for one that you like would be on here. Um, and I just love you so, so much. And I'm just super excited to see what the Lord continues to do for both, like for your whole family. Um, and yeah, like just to even see what he's going to do just with your social media in general, and yeah. just what, what opportunities come from that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Joy, for having me. It was an honor and honestly, it was just really encouraging. It's always so refreshing talking to you. So this was, I don't know, I felt like we were just catching up. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> all righty. Well, I love you. Um, and thank you all just for listening. And if you like this episode, make sure to um, share it on your social media, share it on your Instagram, share it to a friend, like this um, episode, subscribe um and write a review like honestly if you like these conversations and just kind of what things we're talking about just like don't hesitate to let us know um but yeah i love you guys and i will talk to you later bye bye thank you so much for listening and i would love to hear from you it truly blesses my heart to know that you are listening and enjoying the show so if you like this episode take a screenshot share on instagram and let me know any takeaways or quotes you resonated with from this episode make sure to tag me as well at Joy Rossignol, R-O-S-S-I-G-N-O-L. This helps me know that what I'm saying is actually helpful and helps me know more of what I should be talking about. Can't wait to hear from you, friends.